What's up, guys? Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe. Even leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Anthony Tocci, joined, are. as always, by Shane Diefenbach. Yeah, I am. Sean DePaz is He's out not. on ice right now, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. Ice. Because we got our guy. We did. Reportedly. We, reportedly. Reportedly, did. we got our guy. Reportedly, ASU is doing the damn thing. Yes. How so long have we been talking about a this? A long time. <laughs> a long, long, long time. Guys, if you are in the chat right now, let us know what you think of Kenny Dillingham to ASU because that's why we're live right now. That's the expectation. Um, I can confirm multiple reports that started about an hour ago um, after ASU or after Oregon um, lost the Civil War to Oregon State. No longer the Civil War. No longer the Civil War. Um, but yes, ASU finalizing a deal with Oregon offensive coordinator Kenny Dillingham to become the next head coach at Arizona State. Shane, you had been saying. I had done been saying. Uh, about two months ago, you know, we just we were without a coach. You know, you name Iguano the interim coach, and you know it's a great story, but not sure how long it would last. You start looking at some names and some things floating around, and. Enter one Kenny Dillingham, who, you know, went to, went to Chaparral, went to ASU, coach at Chaparral, um, and has a lot of ties here and is young. Mm-hmm. And what have we been saying that, you know, college football teams need to do more of is hire offensive guys. These defensive guys are great and all. You can win. There are certain situations. But from a standpoint of an ASU fan, the most frustrating thing is not being able to score. Yeah. And even even when this offense has been looking good with, you know, Trent Borgay at the helm sometimes, it, it's still lacking that oomph. And if you want oomph, you just go watch Oregon this year. And I know everyone's going to be so quick to say, they just blew a 31-10 to 10 lead. It's a very easy cop-out. It's a very easy thing to do if you're an ASU fan because that's what ASU fans do. Um, watch the game. You'll you'll know that wasn't true. Um, but It wasn't okay. It's just... I, I am this is the closest I've been to speechless on the show. Genuinely, because it, it felt like a pipe dream. Yeah. And it's it's actually looking like it's gonna happen. Yeah, we threw this out uh, a couple months ago when I believe it was probably after a couple games after Sean Aguano had been named the interim coach. Things weren't going great. Um, but the expectation, at least around here, was like okay, maybe it would be a thing. Uh, so people dug a little bit deeper and realized that Kenny Dillingham was originally a guy who graduated from ASU, was an offensive assistant at ASU. He has background in the state of Arizona, obviously being born in Phoenix. Shane, you mentioned this is a guy that coached at Chaparral High School from 2007 to 2013 from a quarterback's coach to an offensive coordinator. Um, he was a guy under Todd Graham, and this is... This is mm. kind of the dream, right? He's 32 years old, and like you said, he is a guy that understands where college football is going right now, right? Yep. We've talked about NIL on this show. We've talked about the the tempo of college football mm-hmm. offenses right now, how it's not the same that it used to be 20 years ago. You can't just win college football games with a dominant defense. You have to have an offense to go along with it. And Oregon's offense has been one of the best this season, have they not? One hundred percent have, and innovative as yeah. well. And ASU loves its innovation. Well, on the football field, I'll tell you what this guy can do it. 
Um, we we saw them just toy with Colorado, and I know it's Colorado, but they're still a Division One football team, yeah. kind of. Um, <laughs> they were doing creative things. You know, we we saw a ton of ton of innovative stuff from Dillingham, and that's not just the only game. I mean. Yeah, you want to point at the Georgia game, but you know what great coaches do? They adapt, and they see where their weak spots are. Um, they 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 limit their quarterbacks and, and turnover-prone guys as much as they can. And Bo Nix, you know, is one of those guys who can be really hot and cold. He's been awesome this year. Yeah, you look at Oregon's offense this season. These numbers, obviously, before the game today against Oregon State. But Oregon's offense is one of the best in the nation third in the fbs in total offense fifth in yards per play seventh in touchdowns 18th passing offense and 12th in rushing offense this season under kenning dillingham um but it's not just oregon right like everywhere this man has gone the offense has thrived mm. it's been something that has kind of surprised me with the trend of coaches specifically and in, in the nfl i feel like teams are taking chances with younger guys yeah so it was just a matter of time before Kenny Dillingham, in my mind, was going to get a head coaching job. Um, I imagine that the the fact of the matter is the reason he's coming to ASU is because he's a guy that's from here. Um, there are a lot of universities that would love to have a guy like Kenny Dillingham. Now, I know we talked months ago about potentially Matt Rule, um, Tom Herman. He's a guy whose name was thrown around here. Um, I actually talked to to a person in the locker room today that said at the end of it, they were expecting it to be Kenny Dillingham. And that was earlier this morning before Oregon and Oregon State even kicked off. Uh, but they did hear that Tom Herman's name was being tossed around as well. So everyone can exhale. Yeah. Ray did it. Yeah. It's, you almost oh, think of the butter. <laughs> think of the butterfly effect. You is this almost. Is this almost Herm Edwards is doing? <laughs> because do you, you go mean? from a guy that is so radical on one side, yeah. you know, an older football mind who's very X's and O's and, you know, rallies the troops and da da da. And you see how poorly that turned out. And mm-hmm. the coaches in the past as well. But that was so bad that you have to go all the way to hire the youngest coach as a power at a power five school, a 32 year old. 32 years old. Is this is this Herm Edwards doing? I don't know if it's <laughs> if it's Herm's doing or Ray's master plan all along that he was wanting to set the program on fire with Herm and then he's like, "Okay, let's see. Let's see if Kenny Dillingham can bring us out of the fire." Mm-hmm. Right? Cuz I mean, that's what he's going to have to do. I think it's great that Kenny Dillingham is going to be the head coach at ASU, right? And again, nothing is official from the university yet. That is the expectation. Um, multiple reports going out that Kenny Dillingham will be named the Arizona State head football coach. Um, I'm expecting an official announcement within the next 24 to 48 hours. I can't imagine this news would break and, and the university would wait too much longer to get this out there. Um, but again, like the expectations, right? That's where I kind of want to steer this conversation next is I feel like they need to be a little bit tempered that first year, maybe two, right? Because this program still is awaiting the the ruling from the NCAA in terms of the violations. Um, Now, we don't expect them to be ridiculous considering just about everybody that was on that staff during the time is now gone. But you never know, right? 
We still haven't heard anything from the NCAA. We don't know what those repercussions will look like necessarily. But odds are it's going to affect recruiting in, in some shape, right? So, Shane, what are your expectations then in year one for a guy like Kenny Dillingham that is going to have to start his recruiting in the locker room, right? You got to bring back guys like Trenton Borgay, Daniel Ngata, Elijah Badger, Jalen Conyers, Roe Torrance, like guys you that were key pieces yeah. for this team this season. Jalen Conyers, please. Um, uh, my expectation is to just start building this culture, you know. Um, I don't want to say Rome wasn't built in a day, but I just did. It, it, it It's going to take time. Um, this program just had its worst winning percentage since the 60s like and and it's it's going to take time to be able to change a program like this and completely turn it on its head but i feel like this is the guy that's going to be able to do it so i think year one you just don't see a staying in the same place or a backslide i know that the roster might not be up to his standard but Mm -hmm. also you have to remember like he's got guys that are going to oregon like there are guys that can come help um, and I expect the, you know, the repercussions for the investigation to be announced this next year. Yeah. Um, I think it should probably be over with by then. But you also have to think, I mean, he's almost got a, a, a blank slate of what to work with on his coaching staff. Yeah. And I expect a the lot bar of is the floor to be. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's a lot of pieces that can come and go, but, you know, you got the helm of this. You have the head of the snake in Kennedy Dillingham and it's. It's, it's so awesome. Yeah. We've got a lot of different places I want to take this conversation over the next 45 minutes or so. But before we get into any of the questions in the chat, guys, go ahead and smash that like button. Um, and I want to tell you guys about Four Peaks and the awesome events that we got going on with them revolving around the World Cup. I was out there. Shane, you were out there this morning. Argentina and Mexico. The atmosphere, the game was absolutely electric. And I feel like it's only going to get better as the World Cup moves on. Oh, my God. It was so fun today. It was so fun today. And the fans of both sides um, were there in full force. But they're oh, yeah. also very, very nice to each other. You know, yeah. friendly banter back and forth. The game was the game was fun. Um, some class goals scored, if I might say. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the environment there is just so fun. you got to make it out of four weeks. Uh, I think next one's on Tuesday. Yeah, I believe the next one is on Tuesday. And you guys can enjoy beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, and more again we're hosting every u.s and mexico world cup match at four peaks at their eight street pub um again go register for your free tickets in the description it is just it's been a blast the entire time um again before we move on to anything else kenny dillingham related shane did you lose any money on college football today um, no, I only bet one college football game, and that was the over in the Ohio State game. Um, so that did hit. But I almost live bet Oregon when they were up by three in the first quarter, or the second quarter, thirteen to ten, and they were driving and they were minus two and a half. I was like, this seems free, and then I was and then I was kicking myself in the fourth quarter when I didn't bet it. And then I went into a JC Penny um, and did some shopping, and I came out and I was like, they they what? They yeah, what? They threw the lead away. So if you lost money on that, you can always get your money back. Yeah. Tomorrow, to bet on some NFL games, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code PHNX. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $100, $150 in free bets if they do only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes 
four more details. Bo in the chat Damn. saying Oregon minus three. Um, lucky. I do want to talk a little bit about Bo's question um, that he had earlier in regards to the quarterback situation because I think that is going to be an interesting development as the offseason kind of carries on, right? You've got Trenton Borgay, um, who I think balled out this season. I wasn't necessarily expecting him to do what he did. But you look at a guy like Emory Jones, who for him, this might feel like a breath, uh, a breath of fresh air, mm-hmm. right? He is a dual threat guy, or at least that's what we thought that he was going to be coming from Florida. Didn't have the greatest season. Um, and then you, you've got a guy like Israel Carter coming to Arizona State as well. So there are a lot of options. Um, which one, Shane, do you think fits the Kenny Dillingham system the best? Dante Moore, five-star recruit quarterback, going to Oregon next year, recruited by Kenny Dillingham, yeah. according to two four seven. Um, no, I, the jokes aside, like that'd be great. But Got let's, Ty Thompson too. I've heard a lot about yeah. Ty Thompson too. <laughs> uh, we saw what Israel Carter tweeted the other day. Did you see what he tweeted today? Mm-hmm. It was just a picture of Jake Plummer in a, in, a, in the Rose Bowl uniform with a rose emoji. He's got high hopes. Um, yeah, it'd be great to see him develop. But in terms of fitting well, I think Borgay is a, is a great fit. You know, we saw a lot of what he could do with his legs, surprisingly, in the last couple games. Um, and, you know, not the most athletic guy, but a game commander. And Dillingham loves guys that can stay in the pocket, you know, and, and make plays, but can also scoot a little bit. And I'm not saying Borgay is a scooter by any means, but he can certainly... He can certainly read a defense. Yeah. And Dillingham can get so creative with it that having a guy that, you know, can check down if this, you know, route combo down the field doesn't work is going to be huge. I, I I think as long as you get a quarterback that's willing to learn the system because it's going to be overhauled, clearly, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be the right guy. Yeah, I think you definitely need a guy that's able to match the pace of this offense, right? That's one thing that I saw watching Kenny Dillingham's offense in Oregon today was I don't think I've seen a team in college football manage pace the way that they do, right? This is a team that can go slow and milk the clock as much as they want. This is also a team that on multiple occasions today ran like plays within 10 seconds of each other. Mm -hmm. Like that's just what they do. They know how to beat defenses. Again, obviously Oregon state has a phenomenal defense. That's what we we've talked about really all year. Um, But they did a phenomenal job. Right, I know they they blew the lead, but they did put up thirty plus points on the best defense in the Pac-12 today. Yep. Um, and outside of that game, the only bad game that I think this Oregon offense had all season long was against Georgia. Yeah. And that's Everyone Georgia. Everyone has a bad game against Georgia. It's Georgia. Yeah. Like, but outside of that, like, Hell, if ASU scored three points on Georgia, I'd be fired up. I would be too, honestly. <laughs> but something something that Sean and I were talking about. Was not a guano, right? It wasn't a guano. Pause. Okay. And I do, I do want to get we will. to a guano in a little bit. We will. Um, but like, this is a guy in Kenny Dillingham that made Bo Nix a Heisman candidate, right? And again, all credit to Bo Nix and what he's been able to accomplish. And credit to that offensive line. Let's yeah, that. and credit to that offensive line. But like, at the start of the year, we were bashing on Bo Nix. You guys were. But yes, no, one hundred percent. I had my doubts as well. Trust me, because he, he wasn't the he wasn't a world beater. Guy. As I said, turnover prone guy yeah. can get in his head, has some bad games, and you know that first game against Georgia. That's even more impressive. The first game against Georgia, the toughest test you can have. Everyone was looking around like, oh, Bonex about to lose his head. Uh oh, Bonex might lose his job. Uh oh, and to have a guy that can turn that around and and 
Carson Wentz proof him um, is huge. Carson Wentz proof. Yeah, and Dillingham did that, and you know, obviously Bo Nix has incredible arm talent, and is he he he's just he's a star quarterback when he's on. But Dillingham helped shape that um, at a whole new school, teach a whole new system to Bo Nix, and he's picked it up quick. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what he's able to accomplish here with the quarterbacks, uh, because this isn't a place in ASU that over the course of the last what, 10 years has had a truly dominant quarterback. It's been a running back school, mm-hmm. which I do want to get to next because I think that sets up perfectly for the Sun Devils going into next season, right? Because what's been the strength of this team over the last five to 10 years? It's been ASU's running backs. Xavier Valade had a hell of a season with a questionable offensive line and a questionable offense all season long. Before him, you look at Rashad White. Currently the starting running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, Shane had done been saying before him, Eno Benjamin. Like, this is a school that produces running backs, and now you go get a guy in Kenny Dillingham whose bread and butter is to simply run the football better than anybody else. Yep. And that's what Oregon did this year. Yep. They, which, put, they put up 40 points a game, uh, averaging over 220 rushing yards. Like, And again, offensive lines was fantastic like that that can't be just thrown out the window they're not gonna run 200 they might but they're they're not just going to magically turn into 200 yard a game rushers with the current roster i don't think i mean there's been a lot of talk about what this offensive line looks like and it's going to be thinner next year and whatever there's a lot of stuff that can still happen in this offseason um even though it's not even technically the offseason but the thing that dillingham brings is just the overall culture and being able to make something out of nothing. And you have pretty close to nothing right now at Arizona State in terms of a future. I mean, you have great, great talent on the field. Like, there are some phenomenally talented um, students that that work their ass off. But from, from a fan standpoint, we've heard it all the time. Like, this is the worst they've felt about ASU in years, and now you have a chance to change that um, with Dillingham. I, I, and I think you have the tools to do it with the guys still on the roster if you can get them to stay. Yeah. I agree. I think one of the most impressive things about Dillingham, at least in my eyes, is what he's able to do with guys that aren't necessarily like world-class players, right? I specifically look back at what this guy was able to accomplish during his time at Memphis from 2016 mm-hmm. to 2018 under Mike Norvell. Oh, man. Um, that's an offense that I don't think a lot of people like thought was going to explode, but... In 2018, they turned out to be a historic offense, right? Like under, huh? Led by. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it right now! I don't, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> Look, in 2018, Dillingham coordinated a Memphis offense that broke program records: over 7,000 yards of total offense, nearly 4,000 rushing yards, nearly 4,000 rushing yards. The rushing attack was the fourth best in the nation, averaging almost 280 rush yards per game, had nearly 50 touchdowns on the ground, which was the second highest total in the country. And this is my personal favorite sentence right here, okay? He helped produce the first season in Memphis history with 2,000-yard rushers, led by Doak Walker Award finalist and unanimous All-American, Daryl Henderson. (laughs) Like... He ranked second in the country with nearly 2,000 rush yards, 22 touchdowns, and an average of eight yards per carry. Yeah. Like, what? Mm. Are you kidding me? Daryl Henderson. Imagine what this guy can do with Tevin White. Imagine what he could do with Daniel Ngata. Like, 
I bet you could do some with you. Dude. Dude, you can hit a hole fast. Yo, Kenny. Um, B's in the chat bring up NIL. B's, he's 32 years old. I think he understands, to put it blunt. Uh, I, I, and I... And I know it's not all on him. He's the head coach, but he knows what it's going to take to. Yeah. I think Chris Cartman said it best. Sun Devil Source. He said, um, "Let me pull up the tweet right here. I retweeted it." Uh, in regards to Dillingham, this is not like any of the ASU's, ASU's last four hires. Those guys didn't remotely understand what it would take to become successful in Tempe. Then it was almost too late by the time that they learned. Dillingham will walk in the door with deep local and institutional knowledge. That's huge. This is his dream job, and you talked about it before the show. It's not a stepping stone, I don't think. No, I don't think it is because this is a guy. You look at coaches across the country, and the coaches that are usually there for a long period of time or succeed early on in their tenure are guys who this is their quote-unquote dream job. Um, I think for other prominent offensive coordinators or defensive guys that would come to ASU, and let's say they do succeed for three to five years, that's probably the window that you're going to get from them before they move on, and then ASU is in that same spot that they've been in of trying to find the quote-unquote answer to awaken the sleeping giant that is ASU football. Um, that's not the case with Kenny. You got a guy that was born in Phoenix. You got a guy that went to Arizona State, that grew up here. Like, this is his dream job. And at least in the college football realm, whatever's to come after that is, is a long ways away. And let's say he does have aspirations or dreams to get to the NFL. If he does make it that far, you got to figure... What he accomplishes at ASU is of a ridiculous magnitude, yeah. right? Like, when was the last time ASU had a coach go on to the NFL and be successful? Like, I can't think of if has that have ever happened. Like, this is a perfect scenario, not only for for the current players but the current recruits. Um, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I do want to I do want to kind of talk about the recruiting next because that's how you win college football these days. And we talked about it weeks ago when we did an all Kenny Dillingham podcast episode. So if you listen to the podcast religiously, then you are ahead of the game and you know where I'm going to go with this. But your first move outside of making sure your key guys stay is going to recruit the guys that you committed or that you got to commit to Oregon, right? You have to go get those guys. Even if you get 10%, right? If you get one. If you get if you get, if one, you get one, if you get one of those guys, you get the best recruit in the class next year for ASU. Yeah. Genuinely. Because that's the type, those are the types of guys that Oregon gets. Yeah. Oregon, USC, UCLA, and Utah. Those are the four schools that go get the best recruits and bring them to the Pac 12. ASU, U of A, um, Washington, Washington State, they get their their guys here and there, mm-hmm. but they never get they the have guys that pipelines. are going to Oregon and USC. Yeah. Like that's what that's how you change the culture is you turn ASU into that that attractive destination mm-hmm. right you turn it into the place where 5 years from now we're like yeah ASU goes and they they get those top recruits like Washington state is like oh we're not going to even be able to recruit mm-hmm. that guy cuz he wants to go to ASU why Kenny Dillingham's the answer I know people are going to hate to hear this but Jetfish did a pretty damn good job his <laughs> first year getting getting his guys um I think you can kind of see something like that. And I know it's such a different situation. And Bees brings up, I don't question his ability, just the resources. But he has a chance to change what his resources are. Um, and I think Ray can kind of understand that now. Um, Ray's hurt a lot. He knows what's going on. Um, if he can give him some more resources and Kenny succeeds, he's going to look better. Um, just about 
talking to Crow about that. But obviously that's a it's a way bigger problem um, they have there. But yeah, dude, it's the rec- the recruiting is one of the biggest things, and we can talk about the homegrown guys and Goano and whatnot. But I got somebody that literally just added me and said, "Are we bringing Ty Thompson with him?" <laughs> hey, he's from he's from Arizona. <laughs> Kenny Dillingham, known to bring his guys, right? Bo Nix was at Auburn. Mm-hmm. He's ending his career at Oregon. And the only reason he's doing that is because of Kenny Dillingham. That is the only reason that Bo Nix decided he was going to up and leave the SEC and come to the Pac-12. Just because of Kenny Dillingham. I have a question for you. I know a lot of the excitement is the young, sexy coach. You oh. Know, 30, oh, come on. I mean... Come on. That's all you, buddy. Um, <laughs> it's in terms of play style. The young, sexy, 32, you know. Is that enough, or does a lot of the excitement come from what he can bring as well with him? Like, if, let's say, Chad, if ASU gets none of his recruits or guys from ASU, is this, are we, do we feel significantly worse, or no. is Kenny Dillingham being here going to be enough? I mean, Dillingham. For, for me, <laughs> For me, I don't even think it's necessary. Let's say you don't get those recruits. Yeah. Let's say you don't get one. I'm okay with that. Why? Because that's a long shot in the first place. Okay? Like Oregon losing the Rose C, that's going to be their number one priority too. Is again, calling those guys that committed to Kenny Dillingham's offense in Oregon, trying to get those guys to be and feel reassured that the offense is still going to have a spot for them. Right, that's Oregon and Dan Lanning's number one priority now as well. So, if Oregon does a good job and they keep the recruits, hats off to them. The beautiful thing about college football now is there's this great thing called the transfer portal that schools across the nation utilize like crazy. You look at USC, who was able to go get some of the best offensive players in the nation. Literally, you could make a case for the best quarterback and best wide receiver in college football both up and left in the transfer portal and went to USC. What is stopping guys now from going to Tempe? You've got your young coach. We'll see obviously what he does with NIL, but you've got what is figured to be a high powered offense. Like you've got a clean slate. We've talked about the, the destination of ASU in Arizona being an attractive option outside of football, right? Now Kenny Dillingham can potentially make the football side of things the attractive part. Like, if he's able to accomplish that, then then I would say watch out. I would say that Arizona State definitely has a chance to make some serious noise in a Pac-12, or, you know, you never know what's going to happen with the conferences, maybe the Big 12. Um, like, this is beautiful. Like, quite literally, this is the perfect scenario for Arizona State, was they got their guy, and they did it now. Yep. They didn't wait. They they waited literally an hour, an hour after Oregon and, and Oregon State. With you know, all due respect to Oregon, like ASU and Ray Anderson and Michael Crow have done the thing. Okay, they're getting their guy. They're getting the guy that everybody wanted. Okay, so four or five years from now, if you know things go haywire and Kenny wasn't the guy. We can't all sit here and be like, oh, he should have, you know, Matt Rule was available at the time or Tom Herman sounded good because that's just flat out not true. Everybody wanted Kenny Kenny Dillingham. Mm -hmm. And Ray and Michael Crow, again, I don't know which one um, had 
a whole lot to do with this specifically. I know they used a firm, but we can't sit here five years from now and be like, oh, well, he should have gone a different direction because everybody said, let's get Kenny. Let's get Kenny. <laughs> you got Kenny. Wannikin with a great comment. Dilly hired on the field in Corvallis. I saw him talk to Crow and Ray as he was walking off. That'd be crazy. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, you know what else he does? Hmm. He uses his tight ends. He does use his tight ends. He does use his tight ends. Uh, uh, Terrence Ferguson has five touchdowns on the year. Cam McCormick has three. Got a bunch of – they just have – Herbert Herbert gets involved sometimes. Um, and, you know, Conyers has five now, which is crazy to even think about. Yeah. Or had five this year. Damn. But it didn't happen until the latter part of the year. Jalen Conyers and Kenny Jellingham could be disgusting. Yeah. Get them to stay. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm super excited. Um, and part of what's exciting is the fact that we get to sit here on some comfy chairs brought to you by More Furniture. Look, guys, you guys can save up to 50% off during the Black Friday sale at your local Arizona More Furniture showroom. Check out morefurniture.com to preview daily deals all this week leading up to Black Friday. And while you're sitting in your comfy, comfy chairs, why don't you go grab yourself a burrito from Burrito Express tomorrow. I know I'm looking forward to doing that. And we get an ASU basketball game tomorrow. So it's only right that we have some Burrito Express in the morning to celebrate, guys. If you haven't checked it out and you listen to the show regularly, I don't know what you're doing. They've got locations almost everywhere in Arizona. While you go check them out, go ahead and pull up your Twitter and give them a follow at Burrito EXP and give us a follow at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. While you are at it, Shane, let's talk about Sean Aguano for a second here. Because I think up until, what, the Stanford game, there were a lot of people that were like, hey, I'm comfortable with Sean Aguano leading this program. And I think there are a lot of people, myself included, who really, really like what Sean Aguano brings to the table. Because he's different. He's unique. He's not a Herm Edwards. He's not a Todd Graham um, he is a genuine person who I think really has a passion for Arizona State. And we saw the report a couple weeks ago that if Kenny Dillingham were to come to ASU, that he'd want to try and retain Sean Aguano. You and I spoke to Sean Aguano last week, and we asked him straight up. We said, hey... Have you have you taken any thought to coming to Air, or staying at Arizona State if you don't get that head coaching job? He said, I'd love to. He said, quote, I would love to stay at Arizona State. I linked the full interview in the chat if you haven't seen it. It's fantastic. He was so great. Um, but also, what was he known for before this being the running backs coach? And how yeah. phenomenal have those guys been? And how phenomenal would it be to keep guys like – and Daniel and Gata, get your Rashad Whites on this roster and run that RPO deep threat offense that Dillingham was, is able to run. You can only do that if you have a threat on the ground. And if you don't have a good offensive line, you got to have guys that can get that can break a couple tackles. Um, yeah, is Aguano staying here? This was always the dream, you know. Aguano, you know, maybe didn't deserve the shot at the head coaching job, but. Hell, everybody wants him to stay here. And yeah. he showed his passion for this. And being put in some type of recruiting coordinator role, maybe. Um, it makes sense. It just makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And and I, I forget if I had this conversation with you or Sean the other day, right? But Aguano or DePaz? 
deposit. <laughs> um, I try and think about this from Ray's perspective because you, you've got to look at it from the point of everybody understands that this is Ray's last go-round. Mm-hmm. You can't miss on this hire, okay? So there were, let's, let's put percentages around it. Let's say there was 70% of ASU fans wanted Kenny Dillingham to be the guy. You could probably argue that at a certain point in time, 10 to 15% wanted Sean Aguano to go be that head coach. You could argue what the, the leftover 15 to 20% was somebody else. Okay, so from Ray's perspective, perfect. Let me get Kenny Dillingham so I can appease 70% of the fans. Yeah. Now, if we're able to retain Sean Aguano, there's 10 to 15 more percent of fans that are on board with it, okay? So again, I'm thinking of five years from now. Let's say this all burns down and we're all wrong and it just it's not a great match in, in heaven, whatever. Then at the end of it, Ray's like, look, I brought you Kenny Dillingham and Sean Aguano, two guys that you both want, that everybody wanted to be a part of ASU football. It didn't work. I couldn't have done anything else. Okay, that's his defense to Michael Crow. And I think that makes a lot of sense, not only for, for Ray to have that in his back pocket at the end of it, but also for Kenny, right? This is a guy, yes, he grew up in Arizona, but he, he hasn't been here in a long time. He was an offensive assistant in what, 2014, 2015? Like, we're coming up on eight, nine years now for him not coaching in Arizona. To your point, Sean Aguano's been doing it for a while now. At Chandler High School, he's been been doing a great job with the running backs here. Um, The offense only went up when he was calling the plays. So I I think it makes total sense. And outside of keeping guys like Ngata and Elijah Badger— and those guys on the offensive side of the ball, you have to have that conversation with Iguano. Like, if it's not first, it's got to be second, right? Like, I don't yeah. know. That's, and, just, that's my thought on it. And Ransom makes a really good point. Um, he's talking about the grassroots type of guy that Iguano is. He says grassroots coaches um, that understand high school players is definitely a key to recruiting. They've been on the other side of it. Keep Iguano for sure. I mean, that's something we, we've – hammered is this this guy just knows what players want and and how to keep your guys and he's so passionate about there's so many great players in arizona that leave for other schools you know leave losing that it would hurt it wouldn't be the end of the world but it would hurt yeah because that's something that asu has failed to do time and time again time and time again how many times have we seen a top recruit walk out of the door yeah or just top players Right? And and this is 100% an indictment on Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards was a bad football coach. But we ignored that. Right? Or at least Ray did. Because it's not like he was a good football coach in the NFL. Hell, he was barely a good football player. He had a good scoop and score one time. It's Herman Edwards. And he, he, was, he had one iconic sentence at a press conference mm-hmm. that, in reality... <sighs> everybody knows that, Herm. Everybody knows you play to win the game. Like, you just said it. Like, hey, we don't. No, man. <laughs> like, he was a bad coach. And you know how we know this? Because look at all the players across the country that have had solid seasons. Jane Daniels is fourth in Heisman odds. LSU might go to the college football playoff. Ricky Pierce Hall had 139 yards and two touchdowns at halftime last night. And Johnny Wilson was opposite of him making yeah. big catches. Yeah. Like, come on. We needed a coach that was going to come in and get the most of his players. 
and look his players in the eyes and say, look, we are going to do something here. Mm-hmm. Herm was what? Herm could sit in, in your parents' living room and, con- and could leave your parents starstruck with A, the, the way he was be able to speak, which apparently I can't do right now, um, and the notoriety behind it. But when it came down to the football field, what did he do? Nothing. Kenny is not that guy. Kenny is not Herm Edwards in any sense of what he was able to do on the field. So you mentioned him being an assistant in 2014 and 2015. Totri, can you tell me who the head coach of Arizona State football was in 2014 and 2015? Um, does his name rhyme with Mod Ham? It does. Mm-hmm. Todd Graham, baby. Do you think that there's any possibility? Joe's brought this up many times in our Discord, and he's starting to make me go around. Todd Graham could come on as some type of assistant or a DC. I think that would be awesome. And we've seen Todd. We've seen viral videos of Todd Graham at ASU games uh, wearing ASU shirts. Like He clearly still has a love for the program. Um, we know this defense was awful this season. Um, sorry, Donnie, but I, if I ever see you in Tempe coaching on the sidelines again, we have an issue. Um, I think it would be at least worth a conversation. However, my issue doesn't lie with Todd Graham and Kenny Dillingham. It lies more with Todd Graham and Ray Anderson because the way that that situation ended years ago wasn't great. There were reports that Todd Graham was getting fired before the Territorial Cup game was even played. And to make matters worse, he ended up winning that game. Like, so there's definitely not a lot of love there. I don't know what that relationship is like, but I can't imagine it's a good one. Um, But if Todd does still love the program, I think it would be awesome to go from, you've got a guy that was an offensive assistant for you, to now you're coming back to be the DC under that guy. Like, I think that would be awesome. Like, I don't see why not. His defenses were always good. Yeah, they were. Um, and Bees brings up another name I've heard floated around many times. Mr. Taylor Kelly as an OC. <laughs> yeah, he's running the number one yeah. offense in the nation in terms of high school football yeah. right now. Modern day's killing it. Um, I, I want to see it. There's gonna be there's gonna be so much movement, guys. It's these next two, three months. Are gonna get wild, um, yeah. I buckle up, man. No time to dilly dally, as LTC oh, says. I love it. We're gonna the dilly dilly jokes. Just the dilly jokes are gonna mm-hmm. be amazing. Um, I know we're still a ways out. The season literally just ended yesterday yeah. for ASU football. <laughs> um, but I'm personally excited to go see Kenny Dillingham's Arizona State team um, in action here in. A handful of months. <laughs> uh, spring ball should be fun, um, but there are still a lot of ASU sporting events that you guys can go to. And if you want to go to them, get your tickets on game time. You guys can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy tickets last minute. It's great for you procrastinators out there. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. And while you guys are going to these ASU games, why not rock some great PHNX Sun Devils merch or just PHNX merch in general. You guys can stock up for the holidays. Save up to 90% off of 
everything. And when you spend $75, you're going to get a $15 gift card. Mob on over to PHNX Locker and hit the link in the description to start adding to your cart. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Black Friday deal is extended through the weekend. Oh, yeah. Correct? You're correct. Go get it, guys. We got some great, great merch. I saw we've got some, we got a sweatshirt that dropped. Mm-hmm. Somebody Hoodies. told me about a sweatshirt and a hoodie. Like, I need to go get one of those. Um, I, I, we're going to be talking about Kenny Dillingham now for the next week, mm-hmm. right? Is there anything else that you feel like we've left out that needs to be discussed right now in terms of this, this conversation? Um, there might be somebody coming with him from Oregon staff, maybe. Really? Okay. There may who, be. Who would you expect to come with him? Um, the offensive line coach. God, that would be amazing. Adrian Clem. Um, run game coordinator, associate head coach. Let it happen. It might happen. Maybe. Just throwing it out there. Throwing it out there. I think that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we, we've credited the Oregon offensive line a million times. Um, and you know who's a part of that offensive line? There is a handful of Arizona high school athletes that decided they were going to go play for the Oregon Ducks, recruited by none other than Kenny Dillingham. Look, guys, it is going to be exciting, okay? I know that yesterday was rough. Dude, this is the best. They, mm, my, mm, Bill puts it perfectly in the chest. This, this, this hire is not only has a high ceiling, but with very moderate to low risk. Can't ask for better after going 3-9. Can't ask for better after going 3-9, but can't ask for a better follow-up day to a loss of the Tor- Ter- Territorial Cup. Can't ask for a better following day than to hire a head coach with a bright future. A true palate cleanser is Kenny Dillingham right now because I forgot that even happened. I was in Tucson 14 or 20, 20 hours ago. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember the ranch cookies. God, don't even start with me <laughs> on the ranch cookies. Kenny Dillingham is a man of culture. There's no way that he allows people to eat cookies with condiments. Not a chance. Unless it's frosting. Is frosting a condiment? Are you, so are we done with the, of the analysis? Because I want to ask the chat a question. Yeah, go ahead. Ask the chat a question. Chat, do you think that the that cookies should have a condiment to go with them? Not something savory, but like a dipping sauce of sorts. Is frosting considered a condiment? Mmm. Is whipped cream considered a condiment? Ah. Oh. If you're just tuning in for the first time, I'm this chime is in here. the ASU show. <laughs> <laughs> um, frosting is a frosting topping. Frosting is a topping. Okay, I get that. I feel like whipped cream might be a condiment. Hmm. Emma, do you have any thoughts on this? Um, Frosting is always a condiment. I I think that anything that is spread and can be is sp- butter a condiment? Spreaded, spreaded. I don't know. Anything that can be spread on top of something, I think that is considered a condiment or a topping. So hmm. frosting then would frosting and whipped cream would both be considered. Condiments. But butter would too in that case. Butter would can be yeah. considered. Well, yeah, you can dip things in melted butter. Yeah. Yeah. And whipped melted cream. frosting? That might be Isn't great. that just cream? Maybe. No, it's sweet cream. Okay. Anything else on Dillingham? Um, no, other than the fact that you guys can stay updated with our socials because we're gonna be pumping out content on this literally. Um at a nonstop pace. Yeah. Anytime you want to talk, Kenny Dillingham, this is the place. Anything ASU related, this is the place. We're going to be talking ASU basketball tomorrow after they play Alcorn State. 
Ransom brings up a good point. Perhaps a guy like Suggs for linebackers coach. There's there, there's so much talk about bringing in alum. Fire me up! Yeah, just a ton of alumnus, man. There's there's a lot of talk about it. I think Dillingham has heard it. Um, yeah, uh, expect a culture shift. Um, it's time just, to build a program. He start. He it's starts, time to build a football program. It starts as soon as he gets here, and we expect that to be soon. And maybe something tomorrow press conference yeah. could be tomorrow could be monday we don't know um but if there is one we'll be there getting you all the great content getting it out so make sure to keep it locked in right here at paycheck underscore yeah 100 nothing is official from the university again i want to reiterate that nothing is official yeah. from the university yet however i do believe that we should have an official announcement on kenny dillingham being the next asu football coach within the next 24 to 48 hours um, so stay locked in on our social at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. Give us a follow there. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Totri. You can follow Shane at Shane Deef. You can follow the man who's on ice, Sean underscore DePause. Um, wanting to do this as always. Emma, can we play the post-game win music we have really mm, fast? Mm. Um, I just want to dance before we get just out of here. Dance. Guys, it is time to be competent, which is such a low standard but it's a step in the right direction. A 32-year-old coach, Kenny Dillingham. Reported coming to ASU. We're going to get our guy!